You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good cocktail. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Our listeners will know that we love the idea of building community and being neighborly. Finding your people and carving a niche in your local community can help you navigate new motherhood or a new city or just find more fulfillment in life. We've touched on this topic a bit before, but today's episode is special because this show is one of five being released throughout this week by different podcasters, all talking about the same topic. We all agreed to record episodes on the topic of building community, but that was the only instruction. The rest was left up to our interpretation and podcasting style. So when you finish this episode, please go find the other building community episodes from these podcasters. Friendlier is a conversational podcast between two friends and moms who met in college. Every episode, they discuss books they've been reading and food they've been eating, and then talk more in depth about a topic from minimalism to guilty pleasures. On Cohesive Home, Melissa and Kate, two laid-back moms, explore the topics you most want to hear about. Family minimalism, adventuring with your kids, living by your values, and more. All in the time it takes you to brew your morning coffee. Sometimes ridiculous, always on point. The Cohesive Home Podcast puts the fun back in parenting and creating your happier, simpler home. On 25% Friends, Sarah and Kim are 100% friends, but only 25% alike. They're two girls who appreciate their similarities, respect their differences, and always find common ground. On their podcast, 25% Friends, they chat about everything from serious and deep topics like vulnerability and relationships to the fun and silly like their favorite treats and their love for their pets. Minimalist Moms is a bi-weekly conversation between two minimalist loving moms, Megan Erickson and Diane Bowden. Their goal is to inspire you to think more and do with less. All right, so check out all of these great shows. We are going to get into a conversation on building community, but first, a cocktail. A cocktail. Much needed. I am calling this, I'm real proud of this. Yeah, you are. I'm calling this a redhead on Broadway. Oh, tell us more. Because it's basically a ginger Manhattan. Okay. You see what I did there? I see, see what, what you did. did. So see it's what you bourbon, did. two parts bourbon, just one part sweet vermouth, vermouth mm-hmm. and then icy and ginger beer on top because mm. a Manhattan is a bit much for us on a Tuesday right. night when we're yeah. recording this. <laughs> After all so of the children. I made it children. a redhead on Broadway. <laughs> that is so Cheers. cute. Cheers. And I had bubble sip mm. noises out of my straw. <laughs> mm, that works. It does work. What a Ginger nice way to lighten up a Manhattan. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. Redhead on Mr. Broadway. Mr. That loves a Manhattan and I'm like, that's yeah. a bit so, much so does me. So mm-hmm. does Chris. So this could be my little version. Yeah. Mm, I love it. Okay, so there are a lot of conversations about community, especially on social media, which is a community of itself. Uh, But I've been thinking about the way that feeling a sense of community could look really different for people. Some people like to be connected to lots of people and be really active and social, but other people might be more homebodies and find community in different doses. So what does having a sense of community look like and feel like to you? Okay, so I think for me to feel like I have a good sense of community is I need a close inner tribe. And I feel like that can look different for different people, how big or small that inner tribe is. But like you need to have the people identified in your life that like these are the, in my, I guess in my case, it tends to be like three or four people that like I would call in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would drop off my sick kid with Mm -hmm. like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
I think if you have that, you can feel good mm-hmm. in a lot of different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, I think it's important to feel like you like and want to invest in your larger neighborhood and community, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like for mm-hmm. you. That might not be like, you know, being on city council necessarily, but right. you're just like happy with your choice about where you live. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously beyond that, it looks like extended family and all those kind of things and being plugged into whatever you feel like a sports community or um, church community, the school, if you're really involved mm-hmm. with your kid's school. But I just think that like those general concepts mm-hmm. are like for me, what it, when, when I feel like I have a good sense yeah. of community. Yeah. So any, any idea on how long it takes you to feel that mm. way in a new place? I don't know. It was hard. It's hard when we moved here because we kind of had a built-in community. Yeah. Like we moved in with friends right away while we looked for a house. And did you um, love the surroundings immediately or how long did it take you to kind of like get yeah, used to this that? This time of year was hard for me from the beginning. That's actually gotten easier for me, but otherwise like we moved here on a whim because we loved it. Yeah. And so that has always felt like mm-hmm. winning. Right. You know, like that Just, was intentional. Yes. So that part has always felt good. And then we've seen it like, I feel like we took a good gamble and it yeah. paid off because oh we moved gosh. to Gilbert when like, subdivisions were left abandoned and not finished yes. and you know the the kind of low point in the crash mm-hmm. in the real estate market and then it's just like taken off from yeah. there so I just feel really it's but a, in a very like sustainable and like homey way yes. the city has grown not right. like oh a it's very, like a booming a metropolis very thoughtful now. way like yes. very cohesive like a downtown has a true character yeah and it feels nice really exciting stuff so yeah I just feel like kind of lucked out a little bit we really did mm-hmm. oh my gosh um I came up with something just so similar I said that the community was tied to people and place um for me like you said having having those few people that you can really count on um that you know, you could go grab coffee with or that you want to get your families together Mm -hmm. or something like that. It needs to be also for me, I felt like connecting with a few other people that are in my similar life situation, Mm -hmm. you know, so having kind of similar age kids, that's Mm -hmm. usually what's going to bring you together anyway. But then you're just kind of, you know, the rhythms of your, exactly. The rhythms of your life are kind of similar. Um, I found that something that I, really value. And this goes for my community, both locally and even bigger online is thinking about all the people that are in similar stages of life as Mm -hmm. me. And I'll think about this large community when I'm going through stressful Mm -hmm. times in life, like especially for me, the dinner rush. Mm -hmm. And I think that it could be easy to look at the chaos before me and think, well, you know, just my neighbor just right down the street probably has it all together. And why am I having such a hard time? But I feel like because I'm connected to so many people, I know that just about every other mom and parent is going through the same thing. Like at the same moment, at the (laughs) same moment. And I take so much comfort in that, you know, like Mm -hmm. just even just thinking about these friends that I have on our same street, you're just right down the road Mm -hmm. and just being like, we're, even though I'm in my house, like just with my family, I still mm-hmm. kind of feel this sense of like, we're all in it together. Yeah. And so no, I that's mean, been I, cool. I feel like I was so exhausted and beat down when you walked in my door, even it's like, <laughs> Oh, I don't have any energy for this. And we just spent a few minutes like 
yeah. decompressing and talking about our four-year-olds and like just to hear like oh How we're going okay. through the same like hard the stuff same kinds of things we're seeing it's just it's so comforting and relaxing and you're like oh okay and so I can, validating I it. it really right? is you feel like a crazy person <laughs> yes. with these little people yes and like so. what what am i doing so wrong and mm-hmm. it's like it turns out you're doing nothing wrong mm-hmm. they're crazy just that um and then yeah exactly the like you said, the place as well. I want to really care about the place and feel, just feel like I belong, feel like I have some kind of just vested interest. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I might not need to be like serving on the council right. or or something. I might, one day, I might like to kind of get involved in like school board mm-hmm. or something with mm-hmm. the, something with the town. But I think just because we are raising our family here, we own a house here. I I do really care about what's going on. And like you said, it's been, it's such an exciting time to be here. This has got to be like the most exciting time to be in Gilbert. No, for real. And one of the. And to have gotten a house fairly cheap. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Really nice. It is. It is incredible. And I feel like too, in, in my, my sense of place, having some favorite spots, mm-hmm. like my favorite coffee yes. shop, my favorite place where we go out to so dinner, true. my favorite place for breakfast. And, and we have those that just, mm-hmm. that just makes you feel like, Oh, like mm-hmm. there's all these choices, but this is our favorite. That's so funny. Cause I do distinctly remember a particular afternoon because we didn't have our house yet. We lived with our friends for four months mm-hmm. and like Jeremiah and I just went out exploring mm-hmm. I don't even know what we were doing necessarily mm-hmm. and ended up venturing like further north than we would have otherwise yeah. and like saw like Dana Park and everything over oh, there yeah. and mm-hmm. we just hadn't even seen any right. of that and discovered AJ's right. and like it was like I just remember that being an afternoon like oh. I love living here oh. like I know that this is a cool little spot to right. go I saw a TJ Maxx down right. the road like so we're good I okay. found the TJ Maxx <laughs> we're good so, yeah. yeah, I think those things are important. Yeah, it feels, it feels so good. So what's your community like right now and how healthy does it feel? What's the best part about it? And is there anything you'd like to change or improve? Okay, so I, do, I definitely feel like we're kind of coming maybe out of this season a little bit with mm-hmm. like the, the busy epidemic with really young kids or people yeah. having kids still and just like the sleepless nights and all of that. People yeah. are starting to come out of that a right. little bit. But also this, for a lot of us, like this really intense time in our careers or creative endeavors where it's like heads down, making things happen. Like you're not just at your first job out of college anymore. Yeah. So I, but I do feel like it's starting to come Hmm. full circle a little Mm -hmm. bit like that, where you just, it's not so hard to get together as it Mm -hmm. used to be, um, Mm -hmm. trying to break out of that. And then I do feel so fortunate just for not having extended family around really. Like we just have friends that are like family here in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And I just, I mean, we started with some really good friends here, but then the friends we've found since we've been here have been like the best friends we've had Mm -hmm. definitely as a couple. And so we just feel really fortunate for that. And um, I do think that one thing that is hard living away from families, it's very easy to just make those. um, I feel like I want to be a better sister and aunt Mm. and daughter and just like I I feel like it's very easy to put those relationships on the back burner and kind Mm -hmm. of think you're connected because you're on social media Mm -hmm. together at least Mm -hmm. and kind of know what's going on Mm -hmm. in each other's lives but maybe not as deeply as you might be Mm -hmm. you know raising kids together and cousins and all that kind of thing so yeah I definitely would like to I feel like that could be better Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. how about you um I feel really good about our community here. When 
when we moved here, Chris's parents lived here. So we did know them. Mm -hmm. So we knew Chris's parents. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. what we started with. (laughs) And then since then, uh, just a few months after we moved here, his sister and her family moved here. So we Mm -hmm. did have, we have had family here and that's been really incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, since that time, you know, we had no friends of our own here. Mm -hmm. And now it feels like we just have a very rich, deep community of friends and, and from many different areas of our life Mm -hmm. from, from work. I have, you know, girlfriends, especially that I met through book club. Mm -hmm. And then we've kind of got to know, gotten to know some of their husbands or Mm -hmm. their families. And then I've gotten to know a few people through daycare. Mm -hmm. And then of course, through our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So um, we even actually have a friend that we don't see a ton, but we actually met him because we were always at the same coffee shop <laughs> and his name is also Chris. And so they would call his drink oh, and funny. he and Chris would go up. And I mean, so this it's was like a dating. How did you yes, meet story? Exactly. So we literally just met cause we were always at the coffee shop together <laughs> fighting over that. Exactly. Chris and so I was like, Hey, this is, this is a cool That's guy. Funny. So we always like stop and chat. Um, so, yeah, I, I just feel so fortunate. It's so interesting to look back. Sometimes we'll talk about this. The first year we were here, we rented a house for a year mm-hmm. and we just think about how we spent our time then mm-hmm. and like what area of town we were in and the people that we hung out with. And it was kind of, you know, some people that Chris initially got introduced through kind of through work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't see any of those people really yeah. anymore. They were, you know, nice people and stuff, right. but it wasn't anyone that we just really clicked right. and and really hit it off with right. or people have moved and whatnot. So it is just so interesting kind of to see where our community mm-hmm. has settled and really grown and flourished mm-hmm. compared to then. I yes. mean, I know that initially I look back and just think like, oh, like I, I don't remember feeling lonely or anything, right. but just compared to all the right. opportunities we have to see people, like that's what I was so looking forward to is having this adult life that we had friends we could socialize yes. with, that we could have over for dinner and hang out with. Yeah. And so it is In your nice. adult house. Exactly. <laughs> so it is nice to like look back and be like, oh, we have we that. Have that. No, totally. Um, in terms of improving our community, I... I would identify with what you said too, just being away from my family Mm -hmm. and wanting to feel really connected. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of some different way. Like I'm not, I feel like I'm not a big phone person. I know know. some people, I'm really not. some people talk about like, I talk to my mom every day on the phone and I love that idea. And I would love to do that. I just don't seem to know when I would do that. And and my mom still works and I'm working. So it's kind of harder. We don't have like those flexible schedules and stuff. Um, but but yeah, I think just kind of finding more consistent mm-hmm. ways because I would like to be in touch more mm-hmm. often. So I, I would agree with that. Um, I would love to host more things at our house, Yeah, just whether it's like a casual get together or a party here and there. And I do feel like maybe we're emerging from those super demanding, the, it's not worth it. Yes. <laughs> really young years where yes. I actually could, you know, make time to sort of get some stuff ready and the boys could sort of, you know, I could sort of socialize with people while they were over. So that's starting to be more on the horizon. And no, totally. The fog is lifting a little bit. Yeah. And I just feel like it, I just, I want to be that 
friend and that neighbor yes, that I will that will have you over. Mm-hmm. It's not as common, even even right. though I feel like we right. have a lot of good friends. And so everyone just is like you said, so busy. And I feel like it's super common to maybe we're making like a movement back to this. Like mm-hmm. this is the larger social commentary, I guess. But it's like more common to just meet in that third place, like the neutral ground, the coffee, coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's but I feel like when you do have people over, people are so appreciative and you connect on a level that you, you just, just relax in a different yeah, it's way just really different yeah take your shoes off mm-hmm. like sit down on the couch you know that's just where you feel like you can you can have better conversations I right. mean assuming that your kids are entertaining themselves right. and you can actually talk than you would you know in a coffee shop right. with people around yeah and stuff. I feel like and I feel like there's something to be said for like feeding other people mm-hmm. for taking care like, of it's them. just Yeah. It feels like this, like, no, I really want a relationship with mm-hmm. you. Not just like this obligatory coffee date, right. you know, not that there's anything wrong with a coffee yeah, date, yeah. but there is that like, it's like second base. Yeah. Of friendship. <laughs> I mean, there's a vulnerability because totally. like, you're going to see my dust. Exactly. My bathroom might not be totally clean and mm-hmm. there might be dishes in the sink or whatever. And I'm going to be okay with that right. because I would be okay if I saw that right. at your house. So yeah, totally. that does feel good. <laughs> So how has being a parent changed how you think about and seek community? Oh, man. I feel like I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I started writing things down Mm -hmm. and I had a lot to say about (laughs) this. So bear with me. Okay. Okay. So I feel like um, becoming a parent for me and especially through foster care adoption Mm -hmm. and the long, lengthy, stressful process that it was, I just feel like I didn't realize how much I needed my people until Mm -hmm. I really needed them. Mm -hmm. And then I also learned real quickly who they were and who they were not. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I think that that happens in life. Like you, you realize who are the people that are just going to, you know, you have no problem with them, but they're Mm -hmm. just not going to be your people Mm -hmm. and they're not going to maybe um, be there for what you need or be able to understand or Mm -hmm. have their own things in the way. And so even family, like, I just think that, um, we just learned really quickly, like who was actually a source of support Mm -hmm. in a time we really, really needed it. Like Mm -hmm. your focus, just your tribe narrows and Mm -hmm. your focus narrows down and you really, um, you know, like us four Mm -hmm. is what matters and we're Mm -hmm. struggling for all different kinds of reasons. Right. And it's great too, but mm-hmm. it's all new and scary. And so like, I, it was kind of one of those things, like, unless you're helping, like, right. Right. No I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't have the bandwidth. No, I really don't. For it right and now. So, um, that really changed. I feel like a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes just like probably because I was a hot mess and probably like <laughs> slashed and burned a couple of them, not because they were necessarily doing anything wrong. Um, I do think too, though, there's this interesting um I think I've talked about this before too where I feel like I'm like caught between the two circles sometimes Mm -hmm. of like new moms Mm -hmm. not as much now that we're getting Mm -hmm. a little I'm not really such a new mom anymore but new moms and even adoptive Mm -hmm. moms and we were like in this weird space for so Mm -hmm. long Mm -hmm. where we were truly neither Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then also I couldn't relate to all of like the breastfeeding and the the newborn newborn sleepless night stuff right like okay but I'm still a new mom and now I don't know how to Right. The, and it wasn't that anybody intentionally left me out of anything, right. but it was this weird, yeah. you're this having, weird space. You're, you have like the same identity, but having totally different experiences. Yes. Like my, I'm a new mom, but I'm not sleeping because like my toddler is refusing right. to sleep, not right. because she physically can't right. Right. like through yes. the night. So it was right. like this weird, yep. weird dichotomy there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think through that though, I also realized like I am now 
okay and confident with like finding and identifying quickly, like these are my people Mm -hmm. or these are not. And that's okay. And Mm -hmm. it's not that I Mm -hmm. wish them any ill will, but like, right. It really is okay to not keep definitely number one, unhealthy relationships Mm -hmm. around and feel obligated Mm -hmm. or to like, or something that's just not quite there. So, yeah. Um, also having our kids, like, I just feel like we've definitely thought a lot about, and I don't feel like we have great answers about this, but thinking a lot about just how to keep them connected to their biological siblings Mm -hmm. and other birth family members as appropriate and like give them that larger sense of community, Mm -hmm. especially as they start to develop that um, aspect of their identity more as long as, or as well as like keeping them connected to the Latino community Mm -hmm. and like, especially as non-Latino parents Mm -hmm. and how do we Mm -hmm. navigate that? Mm -hmm. Um, And again, at this point, it's kind of all questions, not really answers, Mm -hmm. but, and then just like, where is our place kind of in the adoption community at large? Mm -hmm. And like, I have felt, um, I don't know, I've said this before too, but like we didn't adopt a newborn from China and Mm -hmm. we didn't, um, you know, we didn't go through the birth mom choosing Mm -hmm. us, meeting Mm -hmm. the baby at the hospital route, which is a lot, which is just more common for our Mm -hmm. like demographic and Mm -hmm. like new parents. So I just feel like this weird, Mm -hmm. this, this weirdness there. Yeah. But also like excited about, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe some advocacy and like where we kind of fit into that now that we have the bandwidth But not finding a lot of people with like your exact experience or maybe that have, you can also find people with your exact experience, but you just might not click and they might just because you have similar experiences, like, you know, doesn't mean that they're going to be part of your like close knit Mm -hmm. community. So, so yeah, I guess that's been kind of a Mm -hmm. feeling out process. Mm -hmm. I think that becoming a parent also showed me how crucial community is Mm -hmm. for me. And I, I had that sense before, but then I agree that then it showed me just, then it wasn't just for socializing. It was because I really need support. Yeah. You know, I'm having a really tough time or I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. I'm feeling, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm feeling kind of lost. Like I really need, like really need that. And, and like you said, it's interesting just kind of how things can shift a little bit and it just would be almost more towards you just end up investing more or spending more time with those people who are yeah. like truly supporting you <laughs> yeah, in those like, ways. not like you're cutting anybody out but it right just... it just yeah just kind of mm-hmm. just kind of shifts shifts around like that or because you want to be talking about certain things a lot right. like you want to be talking about parenthood and your kids and right. stuff a lot so you kind of want to be around other people who want to talk about mm-hmm. that kind of stuff um I think that, yeah, just coming, coming out of that, I started looking for more and more opportunities for connecting with people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also when I started feeling even more connected or opening up my circle more on Instagram, Mm -hmm. like online community. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so many motherhood and parenthood and blogs. And, and so then suddenly just being able to connect with people from Mm -hmm. far away on these you know, shared experiences. Even on the podcast, like I feel like we've had, yes, maybe we wouldn't have had enough to talk about if we didn't have kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. We would have run out of stuff yes. by now. <laughs> so that's just, that's, that's felt really, really cool. And, and now I think that I, I try to be like available support mm-hmm. 
as much as I can for people. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't feel like I have just like huge amounts of bandwidth Mm -hmm. for, for people that I, that I don't already know, but I do just try to be aware at anyone like at work or in my more extended friend circle Mm -hmm. who I know is becoming a parent Mm -hmm. or, I mean, just even going through anything in life. Yeah. Kind of like we've talked about. I just know now how important that is. Yeah, exactly. Or just what it can even mean to just like reach out with an email or a text or something mm-hmm. to just make sure that someone knows like, Hey, I'm here and I'm thinking about you. Mm-hmm. So you can reach out to me. Like if right. you, if you need it. Right. So I think that all made that all made that seem much more important to me. Um, what has worked for you or maybe not worked for building community? Okay. So kind of along the lines of what I was saying, I feel like specific, as much as I talk about parenthood and, and I feel like online, I find a lot of common ground with other moms, mm-hmm. but like mom groups mm-hmm. or mommy and me play dates yeah. and stuff like that. I'm, I hate those. <laughs> just going to say it. I just hate that <laughs> partly because it's always like super young kids. And so nobody, everyone's just toddler managing yeah. and who has fun at those. It's nobody. Let's nobody's be having fun. Maybe it's Toddlers like, are fighting. <laughs> the kids are not having fun. No, Maybe it's like if you're already good friends yes. with people. Yes. And so you're, like so comfortable that you totally, don't care that, like just if, a play casual play date right, was fine but right i feel like the organized even like store i told about on the podcast story hour at the library <laughs> where like people kind of say like go meet new mom you know because i was right. one of the only stay-at-home moms mm-hmm. at first mm-hmm. in like my at the time when we yeah. first got the girls and i'm in my circle and so I was like, oh, well, I'll try this. And I'm like, no, I hate these moms. I hate these moms and I hate their kids. So it's not happening. And I hate the library. Yeah. And I hate all of this. It's not working for me. So I have a hard time with the organized moms groups because I also feel like there's this pressure when it's like a specific mom group uh-huh. to like make it all about your kids and that's it. Yeah. Like nobody has anything else to talk right. about. Right. Um, it's like this unwritten rule mm-hmm. where like that's what I love about like book club so much is yes yeah. we talk about our kids but we talk about books a lot and we of have other intelligent things. conversations right. and like right we're our own people there too yeah and so the kids aren't the only focus which it's yeah. easier for them to be the focus when they're just right there mm-hmm. and I guess like the book club like the point is coming together around a book like a right. mom group it's coming together because of your kids yes even if they're like you know, like mops or something where they're right. in the other. And I know lots of women love that. I'm not knocking it. But for yeah. me, I just found that it was like, mm-hmm. it because it was all centered around the kids, mm-hmm. it felt like, mm-hmm. can I just, can we talk about like the last movie we saw? Right. Like, I just need to not talk about <laughs> I my just kids need a for break. a minute. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just partly my personality yeah. too. Um, but like, and in general, like organized fun, I just have a hard time with. Like, <laughs> I don't want I'm gonna to have fun my own way. My fun, yeah. <laughs> Um, it just feels very forced often, but that Mm -hmm. being said, like we joined a small group at our church and Mm -hmm. that was like where some of my best friends came Mm -hmm. from. But after the organized part was done, like the group dissolved and then we stayed friends and that's when we actually got closer. So it's just interesting. Like, yeah, I think the pressures you've met now, but Mm -hmm. then you take that pressure out Mm -hmm. of, you know, to work through a book together or whatever. And so, yeah. And book club, of course. Yeah book club works. Yep. Book club works. I hadn't been for a few months. Just scheduling wise was crazy. And yeah. I was just struggling to like say yes to another evening mm-hmm. commitment, but I was back this last month. And it and was, was so like, good. Uh, I like couldn't sleep after. I it got felt home. so I right. Book club it so felt much. so right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I guess what's, what's worked for me or, or not for building community. I'm trying to kind of think about where some of like the different places where, 
our community has really come from. So in terms of motherhood, I did, I went to like a, a mom's group. It was kind of like a breastfeeding group mm-hmm. was, that was through my hospital. Mm-hmm. And, and for the first, I guess, three months while I was home on maternity leave with Dash, mm-hmm. I loved that. And it gets it, you out. And, and it felt like, mm-hmm. it felt kind of like a lifeline. Totally. Like, yeah, getting out, you know, just felt like a feat. But then being in a place where if my baby cried or pooped mm-hmm. or just, you know, whatever, um, and just hearing about what everyone else was going through yes. was so validating and like everyone's in the weeds together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and helped me see what was going well for me. Right. You know, like what was, what was going easy for Mm -hmm. me when all these other things were feeling hard, like especially the sleep that was the most challenging (laughs) thing for me. (laughs) That guy calling you out. (laughs) That guy in his sleep. (laughs) Um, and so, so that was really great. But once I went back to work and then I wasn't Mm -hmm. connected with that group and, there were some moms that were going back to work, but then of course we didn't work together and didn't work, you know, even in the same area of town. A lot of the moms were stay at home moms and a lot of them did like, um, you know, stay together and keep getting together Mm -hmm. and stuff. And actually I'm remembering too, that some of those moms we'd been in like a, like a child birth kind of class together. uh And so it was cool to connect with them. Exactly. It was cool to connect with them before and stuff. But then, yeah, when, after we have yeah, Mm -hmm. Mr. Mr. Lads in here, (laughs) just, you can't sneak by (laughs) us. I see you over there. I see you. He's making an elixir of health. He's drinking some hot toddies. That's uh, that's his community building <laughs> technique. Yes. Keep the liquor cabinet yes, stocked. Exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I feel like once I did go back to work and just my schedule changed mm-hmm. and stuff, I was still connected with a lot of these women on Facebook, mm-hmm. but just not seeing them. And, right. and then sort of that support wasn't there as much. And then what I feel like has ended up working so well for me is looking for community and developing it in places that I know like are places I'm already existing. You're already there. Exactly. (laughs) Like physically already there. (laughs) So, um, like in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so excited to meet moms at mm-hmm. the park. Cause I'm like, you've got to live nearby. Yeah. And that means there is like <laughs> high potential that we can actually get together. Right. You know, I Easily. do, I do, I do just find, and I've talked about this before. I work with so many amazing people and Chris does too. It's so wonderful to work at a university. You're just with so many different people and mm-hmm. passionate and interesting people, but they come from all over the Valley. Mm-hmm. It's a big Valley. It's a big place. And if you live more than like ooh, 15 mm-hmm. minutes away, I just don't see us becoming really close just because like getting together yes. on a weekend or a quick stop by those mm-hmm. things that I want as part of my community are just going to be, they're not going to happen. Right. You know? Right. Um, so in like in our neighborhood, our book club is so wonderful because it's uh, like location. It is just for like the East Valley. Mm-hmm. So all of us sort of have to be within like about 15 minutes of each other. So that's perfect. And then the other, I feel like unexpected place that I found more community is through daycare. Mm -hmm. And part of that is because I've been with, some of the parents for four and a half years, right? Like since your baby's just moving exactly since Dash Mm -hmm. was a baby. And so that has just been a cool, um, 
like a benefit of daycare that mm-hmm. I hadn't expected. Yeah. You know, and, and then you know that you're, you know that there's other working parents, right. Um, you know, just connecting over the daycare experience and being able to it's tech like a nice buffer. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it really is. And like being able to text each other, like, Oh, I saw, I saw your daughter this morning when I dropped off mm-hmm. and like, or, you know, sometimes we'll text back and forth. Like Cedric had a really hard drop off. Did you like, did you see him? And I'll get yeah. back like, Oh, he was so happy and yeah. having a snack. And it's just like, ah, oh, you know, that makes yes. you feel so much better. Yes. So anyway, so yeah, like seeking community where you already want to be. Yeah. It's like, here's where I'm going like to be like, just on a practical level. Like, yeah, exactly. Just make it happen. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're going to be friends. Damn it. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> um, so it's easy to gravitate toward being people who are similar to us, which is what we've been talking mm-hmm. about a lot. But how do you build community without completely building a bubble around yourself too? Yeah. Like that everybody has to be yeah. parents with young kids or right exactly or just, just you not, want a diverse community exactly not too. considering a different mm-hmm. perspective from you know from whatever different mm-hmm. perspective that it is I think even that concept of realizing that like some people are going to be your tight tribe and some people aren't but mm-hmm. like not throwing the baby out with the bathwater mm-hmm. like yeah I like these that. are my work friends and we connect on this like one level right but I really value that and I'm still going to invest in that in like the way that I I don't have to like throw that away because I might not get together with them as often as I would like. You never know where that will evolve down the Mm, road anyway. So just kind of like being okay with where those things are at, but then Mm. investing in those friendships, no matter what they look like Mm -hmm. that are still valuable to you. Yeah. Um, so less of like a weeding out, I guess, and Mm -hmm. more like it's okay to keep it on the back burner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but that also like being mindful of, of making friends in a different stage of life or mm-hmm. that have a different lifestyle or mm-hmm. a different cultural background mm-hmm. and like investing in those relationships too intentionally. Mm-hmm. Like I want mm-hmm. diversity around me and, mm-hmm. and not just for like the token diversity, right. but like, because I truly value, mm-hmm. you know, not being in this little isolated bubble mm-hmm. and like Gilbert can be at yeah. least like socio yeah. <laughs> economically speaking, mm-hmm. very, very much that mm-hmm. bubble. And so yeah, just like making sure to invest. And I and I think it's funny because I think everybody, not everybody, many would say they're open to that, but it's just so easy to gravitate towards people right. that are like you. Yeah. It just, it just feels mm-hmm. comfortable. It doesn't feel like anybody has to step across any cultural boundary, any mm-hmm. language boundary, mm-hmm. even if it's just an accent. Right. Any sort of like, oh, I don't know if they would want to come over. Like mm-hmm. my kids are going to be running around. They don't have kids. Like right. it yeah. feels like a little extra mm-hmm. risky totally maybe, but mm-hmm. really valuable too and even just like age wise like mm-hmm. I feel like um my mom's best friend has truly become like one of my really good friends that I value and like mm-hmm. would definitely get together with just her for coffee even yeah. without my mom and like yeah. making sure that I'm like investing in that yeah. still even yeah. whatever that might look like for this right. stage of life mm-hmm. so oh, I don't know if that I re- makes sense I really like that um I think just being aware that Mm -hmm. you might be in a bubble or there might be a tendency (laughs) to just gravitate towards people that are just similar um, to you. And like you said, it doesn't mean that you have to stop hanging out with some friends that you love to hang out with right. because it's like, no, we have to have right. different friends. <laughs> you are our exact age and your kids are our exact exactly. kids. We cannot hang out. Um, but I like what you said about just being aware of you know, of just diversity in all these different ways in mm-hmm. your larger circle and just 
like considering that part of your larger mm-hmm. community as well. And mm-hmm. just like kind of being aware, like being aware what's important to other people, what's going on with them right. and, and being able to, if you hear something difficult that's going on or support that's needed, or maybe congratulations are needed mm-hmm. that, that you're able to, you know, just be yeah. aware and like stepping out of your own comfort zone once in a while mm-hmm. and real, and then you may have like one of your best friends in life, but it's mm-hmm. not somebody that you would have necessarily, you know, guessed mm-hmm. would be that. So yeah. yeah, I like that. Okay. So we got a great listener question that was kind of along these lines. Okay. This is from Claire. She says, I would love to get advice on being neighborly when you have older neighbors that aren't in the same stage of life. We don't have any other kids on our street and our immediate neighbors are both in their 50s and busy working. I really want to feel like we know our neighbors, but it's been challenging to get to know them outside of the occasional, hi, how are you? Okay, so what do you think? I mean... If she's, if she's managed the hi, how are you? That's more than I've managed with some neighbors. Claire, did your neighbor actively close their garage while you were waving? In your face. You're already ahead of Erica. (laughs) I don't know if I'm the right one to give advice on this topic. Um, I will say like, um, and maybe this is a little older demographic than she's talking because mm-hmm. I get that like 50s empty nesters they're busy doing their own right. thing they're like woohoo the kids yeah. are out of the house. but I, I know we've talked about grandpa Vic on the yeah. show before and just um finding you know he would bring the kids ice cream and just yeah. like finding little ways to yeah. just go the like, extra mile like, he, to, like they don't have to be your best friends right but just making it so that it's right. like oh yeah our neighbor so and so you know just thinking about them I would say if you, um, it sounds like maybe you haven't already done this. I think sometimes we think that, you know, bringing a bread or something is only for when new neighbors arrive or when you move into a neighborhood, but that's always okay and always appreciated. I think it could be great to, you know, bake something or just buy something from the Mm -hmm. store or even just, um, you know, a little nice just card and walk down and just, you know, we've been really wanting to meet more of our neighbors. So we just wanted to say hi yeah. and just leaving a card that has your names and phone numbers. Right. In it, you know, right. like that's just like a great way to start. And then mm-hmm. you've kind of taken the first step and shown that you're interested in it. Right. I think a lot of people, I feel like I see this in our neighborhood all the time are just so focused on, you know, what they're doing. Yes. They're not thinking about it. But if you do catch someone in this on the street and get to have a little bit longer of a chat, Mm -hmm. it kind of, you almost see like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like there are other, there are other people around Mm -hmm. that I could be friends with or just would like to chat with here or there. Um, Kelsey's the best at this, by the way. (laughs) I mean, I just love it. Like she's like the best neighbor wingman. I, I need her in my new neighborhood because we would be out front with the kids, the old neighborhood. And I Uh could count on like, If a neighbor came by, Kelsey would strike up the conversation. I'm going to rope them in. I could join I'm going to rope them yeah. in. Like, Kelsey's got oh, mad have game. You Erica? You've got mad neighbor game. <laughs> well, now that it's cooling off, we could do like a, we'll bring our bikes over. Yeah. We'll just act like we live, our, we'll all be zooming around in front of her. Oh, we used to be neighbors. This is Erica. Yeah, exactly. I like live right next door to exactly. them. <laughs> um, and the other thing I would suggest is is seeing if your neighborhood has either a Facebook group, which tons of mm-hmm. neighborhoods do, or a Nextdoor group. Mm-hmm. That's nextdoor.com. And your neighborhood either already has a group on there that you can join, or if it doesn't, you can 
create a neighborhood and they'll mm-hmm. help you send out postcards for free and help get other neighbors to join. So I think there are so many great like online neighborhood mm-hmm. connections now that could be a great way to kind of test the waters. Yeah. It's like a little, it feels a little less risky than showing up on somebody's doorstep. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It is such a weird thing because I think we've just backed away from some of that personal contact. Like mm-hmm. even talking on the phone feels weird sometimes yeah. to people I know. Cause yeah. I'm just like, no, I mean, I'll just text. You right. That. I mean, <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. It's weird. Um, and so I think that it can feel really awkward, but then at the same time, I feel like people are really kind of craving that. And when yes. you have, it's almost like this sigh of relief, like, yeah. oh, you brought bread? Right, like, right. humans on this street all together? Yeah. So there, I, I think that there's I mean, almost something to be just said. think about what you even use your front door for. Mostly yeah. it's solicitors that yeah. you're like, oh, someone's at the front totally. door. And to, and to be reminded that like, it used to just be that you had people right. over through your front you door. opened the front door and said hello. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I also think too, that age demographic, the 50s and busy working empty nesters, like you never know, they could be really missing mm-hmm. that phase of yeah. life. And they're oh not so like, totally. so elderly that that's too much to... Yeah. you know, ask of them to ever play. Maybe they'd be great babysitters. Oh my like, gosh. Maybe they yes. would just adore your kids and kind of be adoptive grandparents. Yes. You just never know. So I feel like that is, I feel like that is such a great point. I feel like all of the older neighbors that we have in our neighborhood and we still have a neighbor that lives, that lives um, down the street. Oh my gosh. Our boys just love to see him. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's a grandfather. I think his grandkids live somewhere close by, but you know, he's just like an awesome grandpa mm-hmm. and love seeing them. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just, but they don't, baby don't want to be like, they know you're busy and right. don't want to, don't exactly. want to come across creepy or something. Yeah, I don't ex- know. Exactly. So like if you maybe make that first. I think it's, it's so likely that it's happening on both sides. Like, Oh, they're probably busy or mm-hmm. that would be weird if I mm-hmm. stopped to chat. And sometimes you just like have to make that first move yeah. and just yeah. be like, Oh, we are doing this neighbor. <laughs> doing this. Get your phone out. Put my number in it. <laughs> you just have to be aggressively friendly. Like, Kelsey. yeah, you just, just do just plaster that smile on. Yeah. I, I have can't, literally I can't say channeled no. you at moments and been like, no, this is ridiculous. <laughs> nobody doesn't like a friendly person. Exactly. I'm just going for it. And if they're not, nobody if doesn't they're offended like a friendly at my friendliness, neighbor, then exactly. they're not my kind of people. Exactly. So be it. <laughs> awesome. Great. Okay. We would love, if anyone has any other tips about building community or being neighborly, we would love to hear it, but let's move on to obsessions. Okay. What have you got for me, I Erica? I it away. Okay. So I have been obsessed with makeup brushes lately Oh, because I realized I had like one set from Walgreens that I'd had okay, for a way long too time. long. And then I was just watching some like beauty bloggers, Instagram that uh-huh. I followed and I'm like, Oh, I should wash those. <laughs> number one. <laughs> like I'm, I'm really getting into like, maybe I should like actually take my makeup off before right. bed. And especially now that I'm wearing it more often right, with my right. new little gig here. So I'm like, Oh, this is not the best for my skin. So anyways, I have gotten a few that I really like. Actually, Elf brand from mm-hmm. Target mm-hmm. or wherever I think Walgreens do mm-hmm. is actually pretty decent and like, okay. you know, $3 a brush. Yeah. Real Techniques. Oh, where do you get maybe that? maybe like mid-grade. Okay. Um, I did find those at Target too, actually. Okay. Those have been really, those have been like next level up from Elf, I would say. Really nice for eyeshadows. Mm-hmm. And then. Oh, she's reaching for her secret it away. Whoa. I got this guy. That's a big guy. Give just, me that. Can you just feel that guy? Yeah, I can. It's so Ooh. soft, but like it's so okay. soft. So it's the morph. I feel like a rabbit foot is touching me. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's getting like, personal with yeah. my makeup brush. Yeah, I haven't even used it yet and I already love it. I mean, I love it because too. Because I ordered I some Senegence foundation because mm-hmm. I want to try it. And mm-hmm. this one was recommended. This is a Morph M439. Okay. It I got is, it from like, Amazon. It is a very thick brush. Yeah. It's like a good weight. Yeah. So this is like my yeah. facial blending Just like brush. a little short fat poof at the end that's yeah. very very soft but not like as big like i have like a kabuki brush okay you know like this i don't know short. what that is <laughs> her eyebrow just went up like i mean look who come you're on. talking to here come on so i'm really excited about this this brush in particular okay and it it has been recommended a lot of different places you're gonna liquid use it foundation. tomorrow yes because my foundation comes tomorrow <gasps> and all my skincare because i'm gonna be a grown-up i'm gonna take care of my skin okay i invested i applaud like mind you at wholesale prices but i just i got the whole shebang got it I'm, all. Like, I'm gonna go for it i have eye cream coming Ooh, i'm, on that I'm gonna be a grown-up okay a grown-up that's getting a little wrinkly <laughs> let's <laughs> like be real a real grown-up <laughs> like a real grown-up <laughs> not like a 21 year old okay well you'll have to report back so you, I, yeah you know that i love good skincare yes so yes. I do love that. No, and you're doing good with that. And I've been inspired. So I'm like, okay, I sell it now. I have no excuse. Right. I need to try it. It comes highly recommended. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a whirl. And you know, I won't tell you I love it if I don't love it. Mm-mm. I'll just say nothing. <laughs> just say nothing. I'll say pay no attention to that skincare. <laughs> it's but I, I mean, skincare, it feels so good. I yeah. feel like how could you I not mean, love it? I just it? never spent more than like yeah. Neutrogena. Right. I think this is going to change change your life. I really think change so too. And even just the idea of having something that I like a lot yeah and there is another benefit to like selling it will make me use it more and right like, I think the consistency is key really Ugh. with just like yes. any skincare yes it's halfway decent mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'm excited to give oh, that a man. but I've kind of run out of excited about I've kind brush. of run out of a couple of products and now you're getting me excited to to restock I'm gonna do an unboxing tomorrow because I'm like, oh, I'm you're I'm like a actually, true you're like a YouTuber. I'm what? like hitting my face <laughs> with my brush. I'm really excited okay. about this. Yeah, because I feel like it's this whole new world. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I can use eye cream, right? I can, yeah, you yeah, can. I can do this. I am, I am branching <laughs> I out beyond this. lipstick, Kelsey. <laughs> and I have so a brush, proud. like a professional. So she brush. is gesturing oh. strongly. What? And yes, I will link to this. I can't quite remember what it's called, okay. but there is a cleaner. This is another oh, obsession. Okay. Because here's the deal. Yeah. When I did clean my brushes once in a blue moon, mm-hmm. I was just like using like face soap okay. and water and then letting them dry. But then they would get like crusty a Ooh, little bit. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And I felt like, I mean, that's not really like sanitizing it. It's just <laughs> rinsing off some face dust. I don't know. Right. <laughs> so I got this like professional makeup brush cleaner where you actually just like dip mm-hmm the very ends into it uh-huh. and it sanitize it like goes <gasps> up the fibers whoa and then you just go like this and wipe it on like a washcloth or whatever and all everything comes out of it like within I, like two seconds instantly and it's dry I feel it's like, like i want a video of that dry and soft sounds very satisfying <laughs> it is very satisfying actually so i mean you've got, to the brushes, you've got some it's, exciting it's stuff a situation coming up. you may get an aggressive makeover okay yes. so i may just attack your face come over here give me your face <laughs> I just we'll walk it. in the door. Whoa. We'll do it on air. Kelsey, <laughs> this is your lucky day. Okay. <laughs> you it's can surprise fun. me with that. I welcome that. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, my obsession, I think, is my fall Pinterest board. Oh. I have, this is working very well for me. I have a, a whole board just for fall. Okay. And I like to put all of my fall decor inspiration, Mm -hmm. my fall recipes. Mm -hmm. I like it all right Mm -hmm. in there because then I've had it for a couple of years because then 
when fall starts rolling around like mm-hmm. it is right now, I just open that up and I'm reminded mm-hmm. of all the fall recipes that mm-hmm. I want to be making. And it just, I just scroll through and I'm just like in a fall mood. I like it. It's very satisfying. I like it. I have one too called fallification. Oh, yes. But I don't know that I've put recipes in there and now I want to. Yeah. Okay. It is a little hard for me because I do have right. my couple of, I have three recipe boards. I have one that's just like general dinners and food. I have baked goods and breakfast and I have desserts. Right. And it is definitely hard for me to put yes. something in fall, but they're just recipes that I just don't feel like I'm going to want to make right. the rest of the year. And so True. it's sort of okay, but okay. I agree that it's a little hard or honestly, sometimes I'll double post them. Yeah. It is, the cross categorization is just, difficult in Pinterest yes, in general. So yes. I like Maybe it they'll improve but that. I do like the idea of like, I open up to just a fall yeah. smorgasbord. Yeah. It's wonderful. I like it. It's wonderful. Um, do you have any neighborhood news to report from I your do. hood? Let me tell, tell me. you about a neighbor I will not be bringing any bread oh to. Oh, boy. There is a neighbor. <laughs> I can't wait to hear. Like, probably, uh, it's not like within okay. intimate it's not, neighbor It's not a near anyways. neighbor. No, it's like maybe 10 houses down. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I have to pass their house every time I come into the neighborhood, but okay. it would be fine if we hated each other. Right. Okay. And it's looking that way. Oh, dear. <laughs> Erica. <laughs> no, Erica. Those are strong come words. Those come are strong on. words. Do I need to accompany but you? But I just need to tell you this. Okay. There is a Christmas wreath on their door that has been there since May. Since oh, we moved in. No, 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 no. Accompanied by Easter pillows on the no. little like front no. porch settee. I'm getting a sick feeling. It, <laughs> it makes me so angry. And like our houses, I've showed you, dear listeners, like face the main road like we are the representatives of the whole neighborhood like there's no wall blocking us in the main road and it makes me and this is not a subtle christmas so that is the face of the neighborhood the mishmash holidays and it's not like it's not even holiday berries or something like that it's like well that's just generally homey no it's like big gold poinsettias and like poinsettias it makes me so mad and easter chick pillows on the couch Oh boy. And I don't even care if they listen to this podcast. They need to know <laughs> that it's wrong. I'm going to tell you right now. It's wrong. If you've got Easter chick pillows on your porch, you take those down. Yeah. Not okay. Ooh. It's one thing to leave a holiday up too long. It's it's a whole other level of offense in my book to leave two different holidays <laughs> up at the same time too long. Oh, felony. Yeah. Essentially. Maybe when you took out those Easter chick pillows, take okay, the Christmas Okay, but they don't have Christmas lights up, right? No. Oh. I could abide... The Christmas lights even, because there's an argument that that's just festive. Like, <laughs> Some would say. For a party, for a backyard atmosphere. But we'll, that we'll have that we'll have to, to Okay, go. I want you to report back what happens around Christmas time. Like, mm-hmm. is it just like they put those out and then they just leave them all year and they're like, we got all the holidays Apparently, covered? Apparently, because it's been like that since May. Yikes. That's, and I keep, I can't friend. not look or you be bothered not by it. see like, it. I'm just like, they still have it up. So, I mean. We will not be friends. Maybe those Easter pillows. I've had a lot of strong words about people I would not be friends with today for an episode about building community. Here's one person I won't be building community with. Definitely not those moms at the library. (laughs) Or old Easter pillows over there. Um, Okay, well, I've got some some friendly neighborhood news for you. Um, Just this weekend, it 
sort of it cooled down in the mornings we got our first like yes felt good in the morning where we opened up the doors it was so glorious and so I told the boys like hey let's go get the fall front doormat and change it out like from our summer one I was so excited to be able to do that and it was you know it's early because that's how we roll it's (laughs) not even seven o'clock yet and so I'm going with Cedric into the garage and meanwhile we'd opened up the screen doors and I thought Dash was like coming behind us then Cedric and I get into the garage and I hear Dash's voice going hi 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 and he sounds like he's way back in the house or something but I'm like what is going on So Cedric and I bring the fall doormat out to the front and it turns out that Dashiell is actually in the front of our house in the driveway. It's (laughs) 6.30 in the morning and he's just going, hi, hi, hi. Anybody and everybody. Yeah, I didn't see anyone, but you know how like when when little kids see anyone, even from like way too far away, they're hi, hi. So like getting irritated because they don't say hi back. Yeah, so he must have seen some random person out. It's 6.30 in the morning. They don't want to talk to anyone. And Dash is like trying to make a big scene of it. So we know whose footsteps he follows in. (laughs) Aggressively friendly junior. Um, And then I have to report back. Maybe you'll see it next time you come over to podcast. It's not as easy to see in the dark, but there has been some crazy house painting going on, like in a good way. Good. Basically now the house at the very end of the street on like on our side, Mm got painted just this week nice. and actually the dark green color with the white trim, oh. which I've only seen one other house yes. that is an approved Changing color scheme, but I am liking it. Yeah. Especially like just the contrast. Yeah. I tan. love the contrast. Mm-hmm. Anything with a white or a light yes. trim. Yes. That is where it's at. Looks so mm-hmm. clean and mm-hmm. fresh. And I just like it because our house is gray and that's all the other houses are some variant of brown. And mm-hmm. so it just felt like it wasn't quite cohesive mm-hmm. and so I was like all right someone's like Another, bringing like, a little bit of a tone. different color uh-huh. like so anyway, but yeah and all the way from that house from there to two houses beyond us there's only one house oh, in there nice. that has not been repainted and then you can really see how much it needs to be painted exactly <laughs> you so, kind of don't know and so hopefully the other neighbors are feeling the pressure <laughs> all right looking at you other neighbors well do not give them our painter's name no <laughs> and okay that is the other thing while our painter ended up doing a good job and was a recommendation from a friend. Yes. They were at our house for a month. Legit. Legitimately a Legit. month. Uh-huh. I have seen it was a situation. I have seen at least four other houses painted. They are always done in two days. And I'm like, for real. what the heck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's I like would say four days tops. It's like an insult every time. I'm like, they're it done really already. Is. I can't stop oh being mad about it because it was such a disaster. Something must have been going on. I don't Something know. Something was crazy. <laughs> anyway all right so much plastic everywhere oh my god Uh, thank you so much for listening and remember to go find the other podcasts that were part of this collaboration friendlier cohesive home 25 percent friends and minimalist moms we would be so grateful if you would leave us a review on itunes and you would tell a friend or a neighbor about the show Connect with us on Facebook. Just search for Girl Next Door Podcast and see what we're up to between shows and get some peeks behind the scenes on Instagram. We're Hi Girls Next Door. And of course, go check out our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. And we love to get your emails at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly.
still got it yeah <laughs> it was like i was like i can, I can wait like, i can wait and then no Side note, mark it down. September nineteenth. This is so funny slash embarrassing. So he has a cold. Yeah. And in our group last night was like the first time we broke out into like smaller Uh groups. And he, you know, girls have things in their purses like like guys don't think to bring things like that for themselves. And I did not have any cough. Right. So he is like (laughs) turning bright red and like tearing up, trying not to cough. And I finally was like, excuse yourself. Like it looks like you're crying and having an emotional moment. So then everyone's like looking when he gets up to go. I'm like, just cough, just, get up. It's just too much. Crying. It's just too much. And it's like we were we were just doing introductions. What's yeah, happening? We just asked how you met. I mean, <laughs> so that's funny. really funny. He was trying so hard. Oh, that is the that is the worst feeling. It really it's a is horrible. When you really feeling. can't. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. Ready to get this sweaty butt started? <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. You say, hey, friend, and I'll say, hey, friend. Right. And then you're going to continue. <laughs> and then I'll continue talking. <laughs>